This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Automakers in the U.S. will count up their June sales on Thursday, and Ward's Intelligence says it's going to turn out to be a fantastic month for Ford, but a disaster for Honda. It predicts Ford sales will shoot up 34%, while Honda's will plummet 51 Overall, Ward's expects sales of 1.1 million vehicles, which is down 4% from May on a daily selling rate basis. The SAR will come in at a weak 13.3 million vehicles. But there is one sign of hope. Inventory levels are starting to pick back up. In May, automakers had a 25-day supply. Now it stands at 29 days. Tesla is going to shut down its assembly plant in Shanghai for two weeks next month, but that's because it's getting ready to really boost production. The expansion will take the plant's output from roughly 17,000 vehicles a week right now to 22,000 when it's back up to full-line speed. That would put the plant on track to make about 1 million vehicles a year. And we'll have to watch and see if Tesla uses the increase in production to sell more EVs in the Chinese market or if it continues to export about half of those vehicles to other markets. Toyota built its future strategy on selling hybrids, and the company has been very vocal about criticizing EV mandates. Now Reuters reports that the president and chairman of the company, Akio Toyota, pressured the Japanese government to support hybrids just as much as BEVs in its environmental policy. The automaker argues that fossil fuels are the problem, not the internal combustion engine, and that hybrids running on synthetic fuel are just as good for the environment as BEVs. Hybrids accounted for nearly 44% of new car sales in Japan last year, while BEVs were less than 1%. And it looks like Toyota's lobbying is paying off. Now the Japanese government is trying to get the G7 countries to remove a zero-emission vehicle target to combat climate change. Japan wants the other major countries to eliminate their goal of having half of all new vehicles be zero emission by 2030. Instead, it wants to replace that with a vague target of increasing the sale of light-duty zero emission vehicles, including hybrids. We'll find out if Japan's lobbying efforts pay off tomorrow. That's when a final version of the proposal will be released. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Here's a better look at the production intent version of the ID Aero sedan that VW teased in design sketches last week. This will be the top of the line model in VW's family of ID vehicles and it goes on sale in China in the second half of next year, followed by Europe and North America. Our guess about battery size was right, at a usable space of up to 77 kilowatt hours. And VW says it will have a range of up to 620 kilometers, or 385 miles, based on WLTP. This concept also features flush-mounted door handles and 22-inch wheels. And while items like those sometimes don't make it to production, 
We bet they do in this case. And speaking of VW, as it transitions to an all-electric lineup, it's reflecting on what will probably be one of its last ICE-based platforms, MQB. Launched 10 years ago, it supported everything from the Audi TT to the VW Atlas SUV. And with more than 32 million vehicles produced from it, MQB is VW's most successful platform ever. Not only did it get big economies of scale, there's a number of carryover parts from one model to another. For example, the number of engine and gearbox combinations was cut in half, and HVAC units went from 102 down to just 28. But Volkswagen is not completely done with MQB yet. It says it will continue to improve standards in terms of quality, value, function, and digital experience, and it will be used for new versions of its top sellers, like the Passat and Tiguan. EVs took over the Goodwood Festival of Speed this weekend. Not only were there plenty of electrics on display, some of the fastest cars at time trials had to plug in. Ford's nearly 2,000-horsepower supervan was more than just a beauty queen. It set the fifth fastest time of any vehicle, screaming its way through the racetrack. And the fastest vehicle was this wild Batmobile-looking EV called the McMurtry Spearling. It's a 1,000-horsepower fan car that sucks itself to the track and actually broke the overall record set by VW's all-electric IDR race car. And if you end up having a minute, check out this whole video put out by Goodwood and watch the 10th fastest car, then skip to the Spearling. The difference in speed just watching the video is pretty amazing. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. The future of Michigan is extraordinarily bright. Um, we have such incredible assets, and I think more and more we're realizing how to put those together in a way that's going to help this state really help lead the nation uh, as we go forward. EVgo, the largest public fast charging network for electric vehicles, is being added to the Russell 3000 and Russell 2000 indexes. The indexes are used by investment managers and institutional investors for index funds and a benchmark for the stock market. And we find it noteworthy because it's a sign of how important EV charging is becoming. The Wall Street Journal reports that Cadillac's handmade electric luxury car, the Celestic, will cost over $300,000. We think it's going to be more than that, over three hundred and fifty dollars and there will be a bespoke version that could well top $400,000. Why did Cadillac decide it needs to build a car like this? Well, we've got a video that dives into why Cadillac desperately needs the Celestic, and you can find the link in today's transcript or in the description box below. Most electric cars still use a lead-acid battery for all their low-voltage requirements. That's because they're far less expensive than a lithium battery. But they're heavier, which hurts EV range. 
Now a company called Clarios developed what it calls an absorbent glass mat so that it can make low-cost lithium batteries for low-voltage applications. And we'll have Mark Wallace, the CEO of Clarios, on AutoLine After Hours this Thursday to explain why every electric vehicle will probably start using it. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation.